It is Free Talk Live, day four of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I'm kind of relieved here. The crowd doesn't appear to have gotten that much larger than it was yesterday. I mean, it's already a large crowd. Campground is surprisingly packed, considering, I mean, yesterday was Wednesday, and it was about as packed then as it was today, and it's just an enormous crowd here at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Unfortunately, you can't come and hang out with us if you don't already have a ticket. You'll have to catch us at Fort Fest, and we'll talk about that later. With you today, though, it's Mark. Uh, but, but did you just say Mark and Aria? Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Look, I woke up like an hour ago, and I don't do caffeine anymore, so it's my brain isn't all there. So I'm Aria, and that's Mark, and we're joined by Stefan Kinsella. Stefan, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. Now, Stefan's, uh, I guess, probably known mostly in libertarian circles for intellectual property debates. But, um, I mean, you know, you're, you've written books and uh, done speeches on a variety of different topics. Um, can you give us a breakdown of what you're known for as far as intellectual property, and then we'll go from there? Well, yeah, I'm a practicing patent attorney and a longtime libertarian uh, writer, Austrian type. Um, but I've also been opposing patent law and copyright law ever since I passed the patent bar back in 1994. So, uh, but I've also written a lot on other libertarian areas like rights theory, contract theory, legal theory, uh, causation, aggression, punishment, that kind of stuff. Yeah, the, the whole variety of topics. Um, uh, there was a, I, I remember an online debate where you were talking about, uh, you know, in you know, in this libertarian uh, fantasy world where there wouldn't be. Um, uh, th- there wouldn't be uh, these sort of LLCs and corporations that allow people to not have uh, responsibility for their actions and, and responsibility for the actions of the companies that they're involved in. Um, do you have uh, – yeah, yeah, I, I want to talk about that. Yeah, there's been a lot of debate in libertarian circles uh, for, for decades now about corporations yeah. and this thing called limited liability that they have and whether that's a special privilege that should, they should be denied. A lot, of, a lot of the left libertarians think they shouldn't have that. Um, my view, tra- on it? Say again? Where do you come down on it? So my, my view traces back to that of Robert Hessen, who wrote probably the best thing on this. It was called In Defense of the Corporation back in the 70s. Uh, and then some some of the comments on this also by Roger Pallon of Cato and, and Murray Rothbard, who talk about um, um, the uh, what limited liability tries to do is it tries to say that shareholders, who are the owners of the corporation, are not personally liable for torts committed by employees of the corporation, okay? And so, in my view, that's actually perfectly fine. They should not be liable because, in general, everyone should be liable for their own actions. No, and it makes sense. A shareholder isn't in charge of hiring Correct. firing employees. Correct. So, but because there's some c- confusion in political theory and in legal circles about this kind of common idea that ownership implies responsibility, which I think actually does not. I think actions imply responsibility, not ownership. Ownership is the right to do something. It's not a responsibility. But anyway, you have this idea that if you're the owner of something, then you're responsible for it. Like if you own a dog and the dog bites someone, you're responsible for that. You know, if you if you own your wife and she does something, I guess you're responsible for what she does. Well, you're so, certainly responsible for your kids to some extent. And there's uh, – although they you don't own them, there's uh, – there's, there's a slight bit of difference between Correct. them being your ward and them being your, Correct. your slave. Right? So so there, there's exceptions to the, the general rules that everyone should be responsible for their own actions. But if you want to make a second person what we call secondarily or vicariously reliable, you need a reason for that. And in the case of parents, because you're supervising the kid um, and you have some responsibility to raise them a certain way, then you could say you have responsibility. But 
in general, there's no reason why merely ha- having a share in Exxon means that you, just by owning that share, means that you should be liable for a tort committed by the by the uh, captain of, of, of a tanker, for example. Because I understand you did- that aspect of limited liability. What I don't understand is the aspect that would allow, like, a CEO or a board of directors to not be culpable for actions taken by the corporation. And, and limited liability doesn't do that. So, okay. so everyone has a misconception about it. Limited liability only says shareholders are not liable. Okay. But uh, the directors and the managers who supervise the actions could be liable under the theory of respondeat superior, which is like the master is in charge of the acts committed by their servants. Okay, so that's the theory of secondary liability, where the corporation as an entity or the managers who supervise are liable. But then they're usually covered by DNO insurance. So every empl- every corporation tends to have directors and officers liability insurance, because I'm not going to take a job with Apple on their board of directors or as the CEO if I'm going to be personally liable for billions of dollars. I'm going to want some insurance to cover that. Indeed, um, one of the things that it uh, makes me think of is so um, if a boss tells an employee that they um, they need to work a 20 24-hour shift, and that employee, we're using ship captains here, um, so the ship captain has to you know, run, we don't have a second mate for you, you're going to have to run the ship for the next 48 hours, taking it from, I don't know how far you can go in 48 hours, uh, floor, uh, Tampa to uh, New Orleans, right? Um, and at that point, it sounds like the boss is responsible for the actions because they've given an unreasonable request. You, no you, one- yeah, you could make an argument that they, they are and they should be liable, but again, that's not the shareholders. The right, shareholders just own shares. And so the objection most people have to corporations is limited liability for the shareholders. Uh, but I don't think that's a special privilege because I think that's the natural way it would be. So the point is, in a free market without incorporation law, which gives legal entity status to these corporations, they're legally a person. Actually, that's that's actually not a privilege. It's a, it's a bad thing because now these corporations have to pay income taxes – Right, so you right. have double taxation happening. So if you got rid of the corporate incorporation statutes and you had a libertarian legal system, you could have people form businesses, call them whatever they want, but they would have a similar feature to corporations. They could be limited liability partnerships, sure. for example, and the and the the liability the limited partners would be contributing capital and they would have an ownership right, but they wouldn't have a liability for torts committed by the employees of that of that business organization. So you could basically form the equivalent of a corporation without limited liability law yep. and this business wouldn't be subject to double taxation. I mean, yeah. it does seem obvious that within a libertarian society people who had invested in a company and got shares in it wouldn't be responsible for the actions undertaken by employees of that company. It seems like in a libertarian society, a rational society, such a case would be immediately dismissed as, okay, well, you can't hold Bob accountable for what the company he invested in did. And and, and this is what Rothbard and Hessen and Roger Pallon, they all argue that the theory underpinning the idea that the corporation itself should be liable for the actions of the employees is respondeat superior, which itself is problematic because it's based upon this old uh, shadow slavery idea, like you own a slave sure. and you're responsible for what they do, this master-servant relationship. Um, but in this modern capitalist society, everyone should be responsible for their own actions. It's, it's not even so clear to me that the corporation itself should be liable in every case for the negligence of an employee. But even if you say they should be, then, then the, the victim of the tort can only go after the assets of the corporation, which would include the shares owned by the shareholders. So it's just that they're not personally liable beyond that. They might lose all their value. If Exxon is sued from some horrific accident and they go bankrupt right. and all the shareholders shares go to zero okay right. that's a risk they take that's it's fine. responsibility yeah that's Correct. a certain level of responsibility but they shouldn't be personally su- sued now there's an exception in the law which I don't disagree with and that is when you have not a mere passive shareholder but an, what's called an active shareholder which often happens in a small company where one guy 
by virtue of his owning 90% of the company, he right. tells them what to do. He effectively is pulling the strings. Yeah. In that case, he could be liable too, just like a director. Just like a director. Or a manager could be. He effectively is a director. He's, effectively, he's an active shareholder instead of a merely passive shareholder. Indeed. Um, so do you have any uh, – are, are you working with the Libertarian Party, the Mises Caucus, any of that stuff these I days? Joined, I did – you know, I, I've been a Libertarian since the 80s, but I never was a member of the party uh, because I always thought politics was futile, and I still sort of do, to be honest. <laughs> but um, I like that the Libertarian Party gives me a president to vote for. That I, I know, do, too. Don't have to feel and bad and I've always voted they Libertarian. I voted for Ron Paul in 88, you know, so I was voting even back then. But um, I joined – Three years and 11 months ago. I know that now because <laughs> I joined the party with Tom Woods and Dave Smith and some of these guys joined because I was thinking, you know, they are my people. They, they may not be as Austrian as me or whatever, but uh, they're my people. And uh, I, I, I at least want them to run libertarian candidates. And um, as, as far as the Libertarian Party goes, are you uh, you happy with your membership? I mean, I think there's been some changes going I, on. I am, especially because uh, you know a lot. I went to the convention in Reno, and uh, the Mises Caucus swept, and it was exciting to see. Uh, I was able to draft um, a, a property rights and aggression amendment to the platform, which was uh, the very last thing considered and adopted. So, my very version. Cool. So, of Stephen, where can people go to find out more about what you're up to? StephanKinsella.com. Stephen Kinsella. Can you spell Kinsella for me? K I N S E L L A L L A. And Stephen is with an A. P H A. Thank you so much. There's more coming up here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival live on site. It is Free Talk Live, and we're not actually live. Sorry about that. Free Talk Live. <laughs> 